37th parallel on America's haunted highway, it's Pixelated Paranormal, your guide to the unusual and the strange. What's up, everybody? Happy New Year, and welcome to episode 126 of Pixelated Paranormal. And Preston and, I, <laughs> Preston and I argued, and I think it is officially episode 126. Yeah, I'll let you have that one. <laughs> Even though I think I said last episode was 126, but we don't count the holiday special as part of the, the numbered episode, so to speak. So it's probably more like 130 if we were keeping track. Yeah. <laughs> well, Happy New Year. Like I said, guys, you should be getting this little tidbit, uh, I believe, on New Year's Day. So that'll be exciting. Yeah. Yeah. And it's uh it's our our episode where we kind of mop up everything left over from 2019 that we didn't get to. Mostly just some weird uh kooky news stories is what we're gonna tackle today. So might be a short episode, but we've got a lot of really fun stuff uh upcoming uh in the next few episodes, so that'll be a lot of fun. I think we're gonna finally sit down with Rob and really break down Hell Year season two. So one last warning, if you haven't watched Hellier, especially uh, Season 1 and 2, technically, uh, watch those. They're free on YouTube right now. Uh, season 2 is free on Prime if you'd rather watch it you know, via Prime. But yeah, check it out, rate it, review it. It's a really fun, really interesting um, docu-series and potentially one of maybe the most important modern-day paranormal uh, discoveries, for lack of better words, that we've had yeah. in a long time. And we really make no promises on it because we had to bust Rob out of the nursing home and he hasn't had <laughs> put in time in a while. So that's true. Yeah. Yeah. We've been trying to get Rob to, uh, you know, jump on with us, but schedules haven't quite aligned. Plus, it is a flu season, apparently, because everybody's getting sick with something right now. Yeah. I'm just now recovering from my snot infection. So, gosh, I know, man. Yeah. It's been running rampant. So, we hope everybody listening is feeling, you know, good. If you were ill, we hope you're better. And if you haven't been ill, drink lots of water and get lots of rest because you don't want that shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, Presto, would you have a good Christmas, man? Yeah. We took the, uh, uh, we celebrated a little bit early and uh, we took the kids to Rise of Skywalker and mm. uh, they had a really good, good time. And then uh, they got, Lots of Star Wars shit, Legos, and uh, oh, nice. uh, Blake got a new Roku TV and was excited that he can watch all my horror movies on Voodoo. And <laughs> then uh, we got Addy a telescope, so I've been freezing my ass off outside trying to, you know, scope the stars with her. So right, hell yeah, yeah. dude, that's awesome. It's been good. Is that one? Is that one that you can program, or is that one you have to find the constellations yourself? Um, you have to find the constellations yourself, but it has like a, a little like uh, sniper scope on the side of it with the laser. So mm -hmm. you can actually, whatever star you find in the sky, you can make sure the red dots on that star. And then when you look through the actual viewfinder, that the star's right there. So it makes it really easy to kind of, you know, zoom in and out on the nighttime sky. That's so. pretty rad. So that, that laser pointer, you actually can like shine it into the sky and you can see it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Now, I'm going to ask you a serious question. Normally, I'll bust your balls for this, but can, <laughs> can you see the laser yourself? Yeah, I, I can. Okay. Uh, now, during the day, I can't, so forget mm -hmm. it. I, I, but uh, at night, because, you know, it's uh, it's basically the, the inside of the scope, that mirror, 
is uh, mm-hmm. kind of like a silver reflective. And so okay. at, at night, because of the background of the stars, are, you know, everything's so dark that I actually see that brown dot. Uh, okay, cool. So, it creates a pretty good contrast probably for you. Yeah. For uh, people who are out of the loop, maybe a lot of you, uh, Preston and I are both colorblind. <laughs> uh, color deficient if we're going to be pretentious because we do yeah. see some color. But yeah, we are both... Uh, and little... that's all right. That's all right. Yeah, it's okay. You know, what's funny is growing up, we used to do like the Cosmosphere. Uh, we used to have people come to the middle school and set up the great big inflatable you know, tent and go inside of it and they'd project the constellations on the the roof of this big tent they would make and they'd point at all the constellations with a laser and it was red and I used to get so pissed because I really thought there was something wrong with me like I was um <laughs> had some kind of disability because I couldn't see the red dot and like everyone's like ooh ah yeah that's the the big dipper and Orion's belt and all that and I'm just like what are you talking about there's no red dot Fuck you and guys, like, I can't see anything. Right, and the teachers would just be like, uh, it's right there, just, you know, okay, all right, just shut up. And I really thought that there was something wrong with me. And then <laughs> I realized I was colorblind and I couldn't <laughs> see red. So, yeah, I'm kind of discovering some of these constellations for the first time as a almost 35-year-old <laughs> man, so. And they also, uh, there's a... Uh... Um, an app on uh, that you can download on iTunes that my one of my associates was showing me, hmm. and uh, you po- point it up to the sky, and like it's got a built-in GPS on it, <clears throat> and it'll oh, actually that's cool. It'll actually tell you like what stars. Like, yep, you're looking at Mars, and then you know if you point it at the Orion constellation, it'll break down all the different constellate like the stars in the constellation for you, so you know what you're mm-hmm. looking at. So that's fantastic. Hell yeah. Well, um, I'd ask Steve how his uh, holiday was, but unfortunately, Steve's not with us on this episode. Um, we kind of had to jump on um, on a night that's not our normal scheduled night because, you know, New Year's Eve falls on a Tuesday, so we had to record one day earlier. So I'm going to take a moment to say that, uh, Steve, we really appreciate you on the show, dude. And uh, uh, for the last year and a half, two years you've been here, I think you've uh, you've really added something special to the mix and uh, you're not here to, you know, get these compliments. So hopefully you're listening and uh, yeah. I just want to say, th- yeah, I just want to say thanks. Uh, thanks for being with us and thanks for being a part of the show thus far. And uh, we can't wait for what the future holds. Yeah. I don't know of us. the listeners probably don't know this, but we, when we tried to record the Christmas special the first time around, it was just me and you. Mm-hmm. And then we had all the computer issues and the, you know, you know, we had to record it again. And I thought, there was a little bit more Christmas magic with the three of us. More <laughs> <laughs> right, holiday spirit. Yeah. 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 So, Steve, man, uh, sorry we couldn't have you on this episode, but thank you for being a part of the show and for everything you've brought thus far and everything you're going to bring in the upcoming years. So, yeah. Cheers to you, buddy. We love you. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get to the main crux of it, unless you got anything as far as announcements go. Nah, I ain't got no good announcements, so... Like I said earlier, we're just going to use this episode to kind of mop up a couple news stories we didn't get to. And I think, Preston, I'll, I'll start her off, and then you can jump in after that. How's that sound? Sounds like a plan, Sam. I'm going to start things off with something I call that doggone house fire. Because over in the UK, it seems as though there was a very unfortunate house fire that occurred and the culprit was not an arsonist, it was a doggo. A woman is getting ready to have a family dinner 
when she got off of work, so she decided she would take the dinner rolls that she was thawing out and stick them into her microwave for safekeeping. Now, what's funny here is she didn't count on the fact that her dog would have a super-duper sniffer and go to town trying to figure out just where the heck she hid these dinner rolls. Because apparently, in the past, she's had an issue with this dog getting up on the counter and eating the food she had sitting out, you know, in preparation for the evening ahead. So the woman sticks her dinner rolls in this microwave, and she goes to work. The dog went in there and tried to figure out just where she hid the dinner rolls and noticed they were in the microwave. So sniffing at the microwave door, it managed to turn the microwave on, set a timer, and hit start. So essentially, this dog started microwaving these dinner rolls and overcooked them to the point that they burst into flames, thus catching her microwave on fire. Thankfully, we live in the age that we do now, and so she had a home security system linked to her cell phone app, and she got a notification of a small disturbance in the house. So she was able to jump on the camera, see the small fire starting, call the authorities. They patched in, confirmed it, and got to the house just in time to stop the fire from spreading from the microwave, save the house, and this doggo that accidentally started a fire. So another story that popped up that had to do with the same scenario was a separate couple had a special routine every time they left the house to get their dog, you know, to stop trying to run out the door with them because it had severe separation anxiety. So what they would do is take a treat, and whenever they walked out the front door, they'd turn around and just chuck this treat through the house, and the dog would chase after it. They could shut the front door, lock it, and leave without having to worry about this dog trying to chase after them. So apparently one day this couple throws a treat across the house, it bounces off the kitchen floor, lands on top of their gas stove. And so, you know, they shut the door, went off for their day, the dog jumped on top of the stove trying to get its treat and accidentally turned on the gas. And it caused the house to, uh, you know, burst into flames later on in the day. Luckily, the fire department got there in time, saved the dog and most of their belongings. But it seems as though dog starting house fires is a little more common than you might think. There was a uh, lady on uh, Facebook that uh, posted a picture that um, kind of like Bruce, like if we don't put him in his crate... And uh, he gets really bad anxiety, like he'll fucking tear down the blinds just so he can look out the window to see that, you know, that you're coming home. So her dog had really bad, and this is like a a vicious looking pit bull, like, you know, the cropped ears, it's like really scary looking. And so they had to buy a, uh, like one of those CPR dummies that looked like a real human. And then they like put their clothes on it and sprayed it like with their perfume or whatever and set it on the, set it on the couch. So like when they left home, um, the dog would like run to the couch and sit next to the fake dummy that smelled like them, and it completely got rid of the dog's anxiety. Like they were able to leave the house with the without the dog tearing shit up. So really, yeah, huh? I think my dog would be smarter than that and realize the dummy and just get real pissed. Yeah, I'm pretty sure mine would too. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I mean, if it works, it works. It's still yeah. pretty awesome that that's the solution for them. So. Um, There was actually a really interesting study being done not too long ago about pets and them possibly being telepathic or having some kind of mental bond or just a deeper sense of perception than humans. Because I know years ago, we had this cat named Peach, and she was polydectal, so she had uh, six toes on each of her front feet, so she kind of had like little thumbs. And like every day, Shayla would get home from work before I would, So I'd get home a little later in the afternoon, and no matter where they were in the house, 
right as I was pulling around the corner, this cat would slowly walk to the living room. And then whenever I'd pull up in the driveway, it would come running to the front door and start meowing. And so it pretty much knew like when I pulled up in the driveway. And she said it was funny because other cars could pull in the driveway. You know, people pull in your driveway all the time to turn around or whatever. You know, friends would visit, family would visit. And nobody would alert this cat except for me when I pulled in with my specific car. So it was really interesting. And there's a study being done by a woman thinking that this is actually pretty common for a lot of pets. Because I know, like, I'll be at home sometimes just hanging out and Shayla will be at work and we have a dog now. And, like, she hasn't even yet, like, pulled into the driveway. And it, it's probably something simpler, like maybe they just hear the car coming down the street and they know the sound of your specific vehicle. But, like, she'll start getting excited. And then when Shayla actually pulls up in the driveway, then she starts going nuts, running around the house, jumping up and down, you know, kind of playfully growling and stuff like that. Like, oh, man, mommy's home, that kind of thing. And this woman went on to do more studies, and she's pretty well convinced that pets have a sense of clairvoyance, and they know as their owner is approaching. They set up cameras inside houses, and they've kind of determined that about two to three minutes before the owner comes home, the dogs will wake up, start walking around the house, stretching and preparing for their actual owner's return. So it's something we should probably look into a little deeper sometime, but it is pretty fascinating. Yeah. Um, so I like, maybe it's just because my dogs like me more, mm -hmm. uh, the human in the house, but like, you know, when, uh, Jeffrey gets home, like they don't start barking or getting excited until they hear, um, her approaching the door. But, um, as my truck is pulling up in the street, like the minute I get out of the truck, like you can hear all the dogs, like just arr, arr, like, you know, howling or whatever. Mm -hmm. When I was a kid, we had a Labrador retriever named Maggie and that was like my dog. And my mm -hmm. mom said that she always knew uh, in high school, like when I was on my way home, because about 30 minutes before I even remotely got close to the house, like mm -hmm. the dog would go toward the front door and just wait there and start wagging her tail. And she's like, yep, he's on his way home. Um, yeah. So. That's wild. And that's kind of what Peach would do, too. She'd start getting kind of restless and sitting by the front door, you know, minutes before I got home. And the time always varied, you know, sometimes I'd get yeah. hung up at work, sometimes I'd work a later shift, sometimes I'd stop, but usually a few minutes before I got home, she'd start getting kind of restless and go sit on the edge of the couch, you know, waiting for me to come in. And then every time I opened the front door, she'd like stand up on her hind legs and put her two front feet out and kind of land on me and, you know, walk up my chest, get so a this scratch behind the ears. <laughs> this story is actually really funny and it's actually safe to play or to tell on the podcast because mom and dad will never listen to this. But uh, <laughs> one time in college, um, I got off work late and uh, I said, hey, you know, I'm going to go out or whatever. And they're like, OK, um, you know, just when you get home, uh, just, you know, come upstairs and let us know. And um, I might have had a little bit too much to drink. And when I got to the house, uh, the dog used to sleep on the couch and so she was waiting at the front door for me and I got in and I just went straight to the couch and like passed out. And like 20, 30 minutes later, I kept feeling this tug on my wrist. And I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck, dog? And then all of a sudden, like she just yanks me off the couch onto the floor, jumps up over me and then goes to sleep on the couch and left my ass on the on the floor. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Not tonight, bitch. That's my bad. <laughs> right. Well, what do you uh, what do you got for your news story, man? 
Well, let me get it pulled up here real quick because we haven't done one of these in a while, so I'll let you cue my my little intro here. Oh my goodness, is it that time again? <laughs> it's that time again. When the facts don't matter. You are fake news. All right, folks. Morgue employee cremated by mistake while taking a nap. That's right. In Beaumont, Texas, an employee of Jefferson County Morgue died this morning after being accidentally cremated by one of his co-workers. According to the Beaumont Police the, uh, Department, 48-year-old Henry Paul Johnson decided to take a nap on a stretcher after working his 16 hours straight. While he was sleeping, another employee mistook him for a corpse of a 52-year-old car accident victim and carried uh-huh. him to the crematory. Before anyone could notice the mistake, he had already been exposed to temperature ranging between 1,400 and 1,800 degrees Fahrenheit and was sadly reduced ashes. Jenna Davis, one of Henry Johnson's co-workers, says she heard him scream for about 15 seconds after the crematory was activated. At first, we didn't understand what the sound was coming from. When we realized what was happening, it was too late. We shut down the heating system, but he was already dead. Miss Davis claims that the young co-worker who caused the accident was a new employee and had forgotten to check the toe tag to make sure he had the right body. The police have opened up an investigation to determine the exact circumstances surrounding Mr. Johnson's death. Investigators have not ruled out the possibility of filing criminal charges against the employee. The young man could possibly be accused of criminal negligence. <laughs> I don't know. I'm gonna have, we're gonna have to reach out to our crematory buddy and see if this is like a possibility. Like, even if you're a new employee, like, I, how the fuck do you like? Oh shit! There's Fred. Ah, oh, fuck it. Put him in. He ain't moving. <laughs> right. You know there are urban legends of you know people who work at morgues and crematoriums taking naps inside the oven and then accidentally getting burned, burned. But I don't think that kind of thing could happen. Yeah. I did, however, hear of a story back in like, oh man, when was it, 2014 in Ohio at a crematory. Um, there was a freak accident that happened when a fairly obese person's body was um, put inside the actual you know, incinerator. And apparently the fat content started you know, turning into kind of a jelly and bubbling up. And then whenever the, the skin finally ruptured and that, that fat grease kind of erupted out of the skin, it caused basically a grease fire. Yeah. And it yeah. caused it to burn hotter than it's supposed to, causing a, uh, you know, a bit of a, a uh, oh God, what do you call that? An outbreak of a bigger the, fire. Uh, there was a book, and I'm pretty sure you bought this book last mm-hmm. year, year before last. Uh, uh, God, what's her name? She's here in the United States, and she basically talks about how, like, we're disconnected from death as a society. And mm-hmm. she's, uh, maybe this is the same story, but she was basically saying she had like a 400 pound fat dude and she didn't get the door all the way closed and she turned it on and basically like, you know, hot fat just spewed all over the place. Yeah. She I mean, was, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, it's the biggest mess I've ever ha- had to deal with my whole entire life. She's like, but I learned my lesson to make sure the door was shut. <laughs> um, I've heard there's also issues with pacemakers too. If they don't get the pacemaker removed, then those can actually explode too whenever they're in the uh, the cooker, so to speak. Yikes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, one of the fun things we've got planned um, for 2020 is reading the book Smoke Gets in Your Eyes by Caitlin uh, Doherty and also Stiff by Mary Roach. And then um, we've got some interviews lined up with a few people that work at some uh, mortuaries and morgues 
Uh, so we're going to get that all ironed out and finished up and have some, uh, hopefully some pretty interesting uh, content coming up in the near yeah. future. So, yeah. Well, do you have a real news story for me? <sighs> yeah, I mean, not really, because the one that I was going to do, I tried to read it. I couldn't get even through like the first two paragraphs because it was just too boring. It was about <laughs> like um, this area in Scotland where like, <clears throat> uh, remember, did you ever finish Dark? Did you ever watch like the season? No, one I never. I never finished it. I never even finished season one yet because there's been so uh, much stuff to watch. Well, so there's there's a part of, and it's, this is not a spoiler, but there's a part of that TV series where like all of these birds like fall dead, and like all these goats um, in this farm field come up dead, and they're mm-hmm. like, "What the what the fuck's going on?" Well, essentially, somewhere in Scotland, there's like some weird magnetic like you know EMF storm. And all these birds just like fell from the ground and like, you know, 2000 birds were just dead. And I thought like, oh my God, this is going to be the most amazing story. And then I read it and I'm like, fuck you, science. Like, this is too heavy for me. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> Not much one for facts, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's too bad. Well, I tell you what, I'll go ahead and tell a new story about birds. Birds the word. Birds are the words. So apparently in Las Vegas, Nevada, Nevada, however you'd like to pronounce it, there's some rogue fashion designer putting tiny little cowboy hats on pigeons. Apparently over three separate pigeons have been sighted and found and captured who all have little pigeon-sized cowboy hats on. Nobody's been able to figure out who the culprit is, you know, putting these hats on them. But so far, people have named the three pigeons Cluck Norris, Coolamity Jane, and then the final one here is Billy the Pidge. <laughs> you, had me at, you, had, you had me at Cluck Norris. <laughs> Cluck Norris, right. But yeah, somebody is capturing pigeons and gluing little cowboy hats to their heads. So thankfully, a local organization for animal welfare called Lofty Hopes has stepped in and helped capture the birds and safely, with the aid of a veterinary uh, clinic, removed the hats from the pigeons. But yeah, so far the culprit has not been found. So equally uh, equally cute and kind of dangerous. It's probably Corey. I'm going to blame Corey. (laughs) Up next in the animal world, we have a camel at a truck stop petting zoo in Louisiana. A camel at a truck stop petting zoo in Louisiana had to be taken for veterinary aid after a woman bit its testicle. Now, you might be asking yourself exactly how did this happen. It sounds eerily similar to some of those horse shows you can see down in Tijuana. Hold on, so the woman bit... The camel's nut. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, they stopped at a well-known petting zoo in Louisiana, and she took her dog out of the car to, you know, let it go take a leak or crap or whatever. The dog got off its leash and took off across the parking lot, making its way through the iron fence into the camel's enclosure. Freaking out that the camel would, you know, stomp or kill her dog, she hopped the fence to get her dog, scaring the camel it set down... I guess, which is a common, you know, uh, self-defense act by camels. It set down on the woman smothering her, and her only way to get out was basically just to kind of claw and push anything she can get a hold of. Apparently, she found a soft 
membrane and bit down on it, thus biting the camel's testicle. The woman and the dog were removed from the pen safely, and the camel is expected to make a full recovery, although she is being tried for... I'm sorry, she is being charged with animal cruelty. Fuck yeah, poor fucking camel. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't do nothing for... It didn't spit on nobody or nothing. Yeah, that's what she said. She's like, it didn't spit on me or bite me, it just sat on me. So, I don't know, I think you'd be able to argue that one in court, possibly. <laughs> But this next story, Preston, is going to blow you away, I think. (laughs) So the next story takes place in Halifax. A gentleman driving who got stuck in traffic recently blew out the windows and windshield of his car when he decided to spray an aerosol-based air freshener in his car before lighting a cigarette. So on CDC footage, apparently you can see this guy in traffic sitting in front of a bunch of shops. He pulls out an air freshener, spritzes it around his car, and then a few moments later, pulls out a cigarette, turns on his lighter, and it blows out the windows and the windshield of his car. With such force, it also damaged nearby vehicles and took out a couple storefront windows as well. Oh, man. Thankfully, the owner of the car survived the explosion with just minor injuries. How dumb do you have to be? <laughs> dumb. <laughs> right? He's probably going to win the uh, 2020 Darwin Award this year. Guaranteed. God. Yeah, probably so, man. Probably so. <laughs> <sighs> but just to prove he's not the only dumbass, you know, on God's green earth, we're going to finish things off here in Florida. St. Petersburg, Florida. A 20-year-old man has been charged with allegedly having sex with a pair of large stuffed animals at a Target store. According to the Pinellas County Sheriff, Cody Christopher Meter was arrested back in October after he went to a local Target store around 2 p.m. in the afternoon, approached a display of characters from the Disney film Frozen, grabbed an oversized Olaf stuffed plushie, threw it on the floor, and proceeded to dry hump it until he ejaculated onto the merchandise. After putting away the stuffed animal back on the rack, camera footage shows Meter making his way to a different department, selecting a stuffed unicorn, and trying to start all over again by humping that stuffed animal. He was detained inside the store by local asset protection until police arrived, at which point told the cops he is in trouble for doing stupid stuff and admitted that he nutted on an Olaf stuffed animal. (laughs) The tainted animals were destroyed. Meter is being charged with a misdemeanor criminal mischief. I just, I don't know what to say to that. Like... (laughs) I thought you were like I was gonna call you out like you really you like you missed the opportunity to say like you know you like you put his dick back in his pants and then put the stuffed animal away yeah. but then you're like nope he went straight back to fucking <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> oh the refractory period of a young twenty year old <laughs> yeah but I tell you what I will go ahead and throw a good one in there you ready for this all right hit me with your I best know shot. the guy had a raging boner and he really wanted to get his jollies off. But instead of nutting on that Olaf, he should have just let it go. <laughs> let it go. <laughs> oh. Well, there you have it, folks. There's Sean's money shot right there. Yeah. Kaboom. 
Well, I want to finish things out here with a Reddit story, because normally Stephen takes things home by sharing a, uh, a creepypasta or a spooky story. I picked a very special story for Steve, so Steve, I really hope you, you enjoy this one. It's not necessarily scary, but I think you'll get a pretty good kick out of it. It's from the subreddit called TIFU, or Today I Fucked Up. This is from Mushroom Clouded Mind. Today I fucked up by taking mushrooms before lunch. Yesterday, my roommate's family arrived at our apartment for the end-of-year lunch we always have. I only found this out after opening the door and seeing my roommate's family standing in front of me for the very first time since I moved in. My roommate swore that he informed me about his family gathering tradition, but I couldn't recall that conversation or that it ever happened. Regardless of what actually happened, the presence of his family would not have been an issue if it had not been for the fact that I ingested magic mushrooms only moments before the family's untimely arrival. Fast forward to lunchtime. I was sitting at the table with my roommate, his parents, younger brother, two older sisters, and a brother-in-law. All of them at this point had giant-sized heads on normal-sized bodies. It was like having lunch with a family of bobblehead dolls. At that point, there was no turning back. The shrooms had finally kicked in, everything around me was pulsating, and I didn't know whether to be entertained or terrified. However, in spite of my reality steadily declining, I was able to stay relatively composed. Up until the moment that Dad unexpectedly turned to me while chewing on a chicken wing. His massive head suddenly was right in my fucking face. I recoiled back at his father and yelled at him to back off! The dad stared at me in disbelief. Regrettably, my outburst didn't end there. I stood up, laughed hysterically, before accusing my roommate of not telling me of his bobblehead family and that they were visiting because he knew it would just freak me out if he told me. At that moment, everybody at the table turned to my roommate, who simply shrugged and said, with a mouthful of food, huh, Sure, why not? I spent the rest of the afternoon locked in my room, hoping there was nothing in the food I had just eaten that would somehow supersize my own head or some shit like that. By the time the shrooms wore off, my roommate's family had gone home. According to him, they are planning on visiting more often in the new year just to make sure he's still safe from me. <laughs> oh, awesome, awesome, awesome. So there you go, Steve. I hope you enjoyed that one, buddy. Yeah. And that that reminds me uh this upcoming 2020 year um I'm going to purchase a book on a man's journey with uh magic mushrooms and uh the crazy shit that he encountered. So <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, that'll be exciting. Yeah. Well, you got anything else you want to throw in this one, man? I know it's kind of short here, but uh, like I said, it's kind of a little bit of last-minute planning because the New Year is rolling up. Well, I think we should keep keep it uh, short and sweet just like you. Awesome. Oh, shucks. (laughs) (laughs) Bestow my hobbit heart. Yeah. Well, like I said, guys, we've got a lot of uh, fun stuff coming up in the new year. We've got uh, some episodes we're going to have Rob back on for here and there, especially a very fun episode about Hellier and our own synchronicities thereof. We're going to also, not even Steve knows this yet, we're going to be doing some more stuff in the very near future with our friends over at CD Trade Post here in Wichita, so we can't wait for that. 
I just spoke to Leslie a few minutes ago, and we got some stuff cooking up on the uh, the front burner, I'll call it. So, Well, guys, as always, check out the rest of the shows on the Pixelated Sausage Network. Check out Mark's solo show, Pixelated Sausage. Get your eyes and your ear holes open and ready, because we're going to be dropping the first episode of 13 Nightmares within the next two weeks. Check out our Patreon, guys. we got a Patreon set up for the network. If you're liking what you're hearing and you'd like to throw a couple dollars at us, you can do that via the Patreon. We'll start dropping that link as well. And we're going to have some other content dropping here before too long. Nothing that you, uh, you know, you're still going to get the regular episodes just fine, but we're going to have some pretty cool, um, I guess you'd say, rewards or tiers that you could, you know, get into. And more on that later, but nothing will stipend or throttle the episodes you're going to get. So more on that, but have no worries. Yeah. And then I hear word on the street that uh, my favorite sports car podcast might just be starting back up again. What's that one called, Preston? Sports Cars Unleashed, where if you're not first, you're last. Uh-huh. There's some uh, some <laughs> engine rumblings uh, in the rumor mill that that might be starting back up again. So, Hell yeah. Presto, what do you got for us? And as always, if you need a beard, if you want a beard... If you want to grow a beard that will turn on the, the you know the most plushest Olaf doll in the department store, Gross. check out BigDobsBeardBomb.com and use promo code PXLPARA for 20% off your order and get yourself some succulent scents such as Dundee Cedar, Sweet Tobacco, Fresh Citrus, Classic, woo, and Bay Rum, which is probably my all-time favorite, so... Well, there you are. I'm a big old fan of classic. There you go. Mm-hmm. Makes my toes curl. Also, <laughs> speaking of smells that'll make your toes curl, check out our friends over at gunslingersoap.com as well. They've got some pretty awesome homemade, handmade artisan soaps you might want to check out. I they don't call it artisan. I threw that in there. Yeah, yeah they've got some pretty some pretty choice stuff. And uh you can usually find them at the Kansas City or KC Crypticon horror movie convention as well. Uh, in the summertime, so we'll probably catch up with them again uh, in May or June, whenever that drops. I think they, maybe June or July. Hell, I don't know. I haven't looked at the calendar, but we're going to be sure to go check them out. Yeah. And like I said a little bit ago, check out our friends over at CD Trade Post at Pawnee and Seneca and uh, pop in there, buy some really great movies. They have some pretty awesome deals on DVDs and Blu-rays for a very, very excellent price. Other than that, guys, thank you for such a great year. 2019 was a lot of fun for the show. Said it before, say it again. Met a lot of really great listeners. Listeners we'd never met before have become good friends of the show, good friends of ours. So hats off to all you guys. The list is probably too long to, uh, you know, go through. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, we had a lot of fun this year, Preston. Anything that sticks out, man? Any special memories? Um. No, I mean, you know, meeting Mr. Bones, that beast, <laughs> uh, that, that, uh, that was really awesome. Um, you know, the gifts we got from, uh, Mr. Micah, um, yeah, you know, definitely. that, that, uh, that was really great. And, uh, you know, meeting Dobbs, Dobbsies in the flesh for the first time, like that was mm-hmm. great. Um, you, you just, you know, this year, I think, uh, the synchronicities or the, the chemistry, between the three of us, uh, really grew, and uh, I'm looking forward to next year. Uh, so the shows that we've put together, I mean, I, I had a blast doing Abduction to the Night uh, Planet. and uh, uh, Yeah, that was a good one, man. I really enjoyed yeah. putting that together. I only wish I hadn't 
shit in the peanut butter by putting that first filter <laughs> on it because that was uh, apparently unbearable in stereo. Yeah. So live and learn. Yeah. You know, maybe uh, in some way, shape, or form, we can uh, bring back the paranormal pit stops uh, this year because we yeah, did like man. what one this year. So yeah, one or two. Yeah, that's the goal. 2019. Um, we're gonna be bigger, badder, and spookier because I've got a lot of pretty scary shit lined up. You mean uh, 2020? What did I say? 19? Yeah, fucking no, nerd. No, no time now. <laughs> I guess we'll have to do it next year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that old joke. But yeah, we've got a lot of really great stuff. Like I said, I mean, it's just going to get better from here. I got a shit ton of books in the old paranormal library at my house alone. I know you got some good stuff, so yeah. it's going to be a lot of fun going forward. So, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I'd love to, like I said, list off all the people that we've been able to make, you know, connections with, talk to, all the support, all the kind words. Uh, everybody on the social medias, Facebook's growing uh, very quickly, Instagram uh, very quickly as well. So we just want to appreciate all you guys for following, supporting, and listening. You know, thus far, 2019 was a blast, and we just can't wait to go bigger. Um, we got a lot of fun stuff lined up with everybody calling. We got a couple of really interesting cases that uh, he's looking into that we're going to be tailing along for, and then uh, some other hopefully on location stuff as well. And the list just keeps going on. And uh, like I said before, a lot of fun stuff lined up for both shows with uh leslie and john and, and you know up at the cd trade post and and hopefully we'll be able to get a chance to uh, reconnect with everybody back in omaha you know big dobbs and hillary and everybody so it's been a lot of fun we just can't wait to get uh, get together with some of you folks again and uh, also to meet some of you we'd never met before and on that note i'd like to segue final thoughts here if you've got some spooky stories of your own please email us at pixelatedparanormal.com Send your messages to us. You can DM the show on Facebook. You can DM us over on Instagram. You can send it to us personally. You know, DM us. But yeah, get those stories in. I'd love to do a really nice listener story um, at the tail end of January for my birthday. My birthday is January 31st. I would love to drop a listener story episode on the first. Let's see here. Hell, I guess my birthday episode would be around the 29th. So, yeah, if you've got something, get it to us in the next couple of weeks. It'd be awesome to drop something, you know, near near my birthday. All right, well, thank you guys so much for listening. On behalf of myself and Stephen and Preston, I'd love to say cheers to the weird shit out in the world and those of us that love to talk about it. And 2020, folks, stay spooky and stay on the paranormal highway. The cast at Pixelated Paranormal would like to thank you for listening to this week's episode. Pixelated Paranormal is here to tell you tales of the fantastical, the strange, the unknown. Tales that will move you a little further down the paranormal highway. If you'd like to share your own listener story, we would love to hear it. Email us at pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. Again, that's pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. We'd really love to hear from you. Again, thanks for listening to this week's episode of Pixelated Paranormal your guide to the unusual and the strange.